yeah, I wanted to book you on this uh, show that I do. It's that basement show. There's no mic, no chairs, and unfortunately, this time around, I can't pay you, but there is a buffet. Cops retirement party. I got no room for you to stay in, but there's free drinks. You wouldn't mind uh, hiding out for about a half hour, 45 minutes until the uh, birthday girl gets there, would you? Wondering if you'd like to do comedy uh, on a boat. Not a very big boat, kind of just like a real boat. Really, it's just a canoe. Let me know if you want to do the gig. Hey, welcome again, folks, to another episode of Death by Comedy. I'm Chris Walsh. I'm Gary Peterson. How you doing, Gary? You all right? I'm okay. It's been a weird week. Yeah, yeah, it's been a weird couple of months. I, uh, I've heard someone say that it's um, uh, something like the days are slow, the weeks are fast. Or something like that. Like time is flying by, but each day is just kind of excruciating. Um, I don't know if we. I mean, it's it's kind of interesting. I think it's uh, we haven't talked about it too much. Just the sort of COVID comedy that's going on out there. I think maybe we should address that a little bit. There's kind of different forms that it's taking. It's super weird right now. And yeah, I think a good a good in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you done any of these like outdoor shows that are going on? I haven't. I mean, I, um, you know, I don't know. I might've mentioned before on the podcast. Uh, I obviously I'd been doing comedy for many years, I think close to two decades, if you can believe that. I know I look young, but uh, I had taken a few years off. I was in a duo for a while, for those who don't know, with my brother known as the Walsh brothers. And, you know, we had some, some highs and lows, but we were getting booked a decent amount. And then he chose to move back to Boston about, I don't know, maybe like three and a half years ago. And when he did that, I started writing. I started performing less. Um, And as a result, I'd kind of been out of comedy for a while. I was thinking about this the other day. I hadn't really been performing much anyway. I feel like as a comic, I might be losing my mind if I had been performing more before all this started. Uh, I had just started getting back into stand-up and booking myself out, and that's part of the reason why you and I started hanging out more, Gary, if you'll recall, back in March or February or January. I was starting a weekly show. I was booked on some really, what I like to think of, like some of my favorite shows. I was about to do Ask Hat. It's almost like a likely story, right? You're like, oh, things were coming back into place. And then it all fell apart. But I was booked on ASCAT at UCB, which is one of my favorite shows in Los Angeles, the week that they canceled the NBA and then everything else (laughs) shut down, you know? Uh, So that was kind of how I marked it all. But no, I I think because of that, people haven't really reached out to do any of these like socially distant shows or anything like that. I haven't even gotten, I mean, I guess people bother me to do the, the Zoom stuff, but I'm not really into that. I would... I really enjoy performing live. I don't really want to do it too much online. I feel like it loses a little something. I like doing character stuff. I've done your show, Jacked In, which I love. People should check out. I think that happens every Saturday, right, Gary? Jacked In is Dave Chacho and I on Thursday evenings on Twitch. And then um, Rob Crean and I do Creaney and the Gipper, uh, co-host to co-host with Creaney and the Gipper, which you've done fantastic job on. Both of those shows I had a lot of fun on because you're doing a lot of character stuff. And I love doing that Mm -hmm. stuff. And I feel like you can do character stuff from the safety of your home. It doesn't really translate as well 
socially distant, but I enjoy <laughs> doing both of those things a lot. But other stuff, just straight stand up, I just can't really get into online. Well, some of your characters, when I when I was coming up and just watching some of these guys, that I think you. What was the guy's name? Hacksaw, who was like a scared straight type yeah, dirtbag. Yeah. His name changed a little bit, but sometimes he was a monkey wrench, and uh, <laughs> it was always uh, named after a tool. And he was real <laughs> wired. You know, my brother and I would we drink a lot of Red Bull before we would perform, and that was one of those things I would say to my brother. I'd go, "How about uh, how about how about hacksaw, or how about monkey wrench?" And he would just laugh, you know, pretty hard, and then go, "No." No, don't do that. Like he, it was just one of those things that I think he found really funny and I would just be on like 11 and then he would just be like, no, that's probably not a good idea, that character. Um, but I was always suggesting it to come back in, you know. <laughs> I always pissed myself because it was so, you, you came out and you played it without a wink or a smile. You had like this guy who is in like, you know, a sleeveless uh, a shirt with a do rag, Southie yeah. like dirt bag type, who just got out of Suffolk County Jail, and he was like pacing, and yeah. like I remember your face always being kind of open, long, like you never shut your mouth. You were you were just like <laughs> like long jawed, like, like an menacing. Idiot. Yeah, it's a little twenty eight days later, probably. You know, like they they based it on uh, on people who had been bitten by like. Uh, animals that had um lockjaw or whatever you know so like those creatures those zombies were always really kind of like their mouths were wide open and kind of menacing but mm -hmm. i feel like he was an upbeat kind of guy he was happy to be out of prison but just keep like he would he had no i think because he was a for, like a far for a felon he wouldn't stay out of people's personal space and uh, yeah. i don't think that would fly too well these days but um <laughs> again a lot of my characters probably i don't know maybe they don't do as well socially distant they might have to wait a couple of years to blow the dust off of them you definitely inspired me in the physical like fourth wall type uh using the space uh, uh approach where you would like as that character for example like you scaled a full wall and you climbed <laughs> I you don't remember any benches. of this stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were on stage. Your brother called you Monkey Wrench, and you're like, no, it's Hacksaw. And you pulled yeah. out a Hacksaw. You just were holding it, but just like not as a weapon, but just to have it. Like it was yeah. just kind of an accessory. And then yeah. you got mad and ran up. Uh, the old improv Boston in Cambridge on Prospect Street used to have like these benches, bench right. seating. And then the rafters were like all the people upstairs, like the tech could run the spotlights or sound or whatever. Yeah. And you just leaped two benches, went up a wall and climbed into a hole for an audience of maybe six <laughs> on like a rainy, like right. terrible, two, like rainy yeah. Thursday in like February where no yeah. one came out. And yeah. you just, and I was like, if he's doing that, if he's just scaling walls, if he's just hitting it, like, go, like you said, go to 11. Like, mm -hmm. you got to perform for you. Well, right? sometimes uh, I didn't write all that much, Gary. 
and uh, I would, <laughs> I would, um, you know, supplant the writing with uh, energy and uh, acting ability. I would put my all into the character, uh, but I wouldn't, you know, you kind of worry, maybe this guy doesn't have much to say. I learned later that it's good to give him some, some business, some pieces of business, which I think, you know, you remembered me scaling a wall, so I gave him some sort of business, you know. That's a guy who might have gotten out of prison, you know, by uh, not so legal means. You know, he's probably used to scaling walls, and carrying uh, <laughs> tools around that help him, you know, cut the fences or whatever. Uh, those are definitely fun days. I feel like we would arrive sometimes and we would have an idea of something and we would just get into it. And I think, you know, it, it, it comes back to my thing of like performing live versus performing virtually. And I think each time I've done your, like I did your virtual show, I tried to have something that sort of, you could see this character and what they're like at home. You know, it was like, who is this guy when he's at home? How comfortable he is? And then I think on one of your shows, I was interacting with somebody playing my mother and we acted like we were in different rooms. It was really fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess it's sort of... Uh, you know, doing online shows for me, straight stand-up, but characters always were, I guess, my strong suit. You know, I yeah. felt more comfortable not being myself on stage. And uh, that's why it's always been, and it's been a little bit more fun than just, you know, I, I get bored a little easy. And, uh, you know, I, I've always wanted to be good at stand-up, but I sometimes I get a little like that whole sort of like thing where you, I just can't do the same thing over and over and over again. That's why it's easier to like mine a character and then just sort of pick a direction. Got you. But what about you, Gary? Have you been doing a lot of, uh, have you been invited to do any social distant outdoor shows or what versus zoom or what? Yeah. And every it's, it's almost like our, our fun intros right now for this podcast where the pitch for the show sounds horrible and <laughs> It, they sound like they're doing me a favor by by letting me spread COVID nineteen. <laughs> and and mind you, you've played plenty of places, clubs, restaurants, all that shit. Yeah. Like these same places that are coming to us hat in hand, struggling. Yeah. I, my heart goes out to the good ones right. for sure, <laughs> but the bad ones yeah. that are coming along hat in hand as well, and saying like. Well, you know, uh, we, uh, we, we're, we're going to have a limit. You can't sell merch and there's no yeah. room anymore. And, and uh, you got to buy two drinks just to get on stage. And, well, we can't pay you because we're not making money. And, um, you know, people will wear masks until they get inside. And, and like, you know, it's a joke. It's like they, yeah. could, they wouldn't throw someone out if they bought a drink and they were like ruining the whole show for a room of 250 yeah. people. Like right. some clubs are that shitty and it's, I'm not saying it's all clubs. I'm saying yeah. an overwhelming majority. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think that the, the sad thing is I just won't perform live in person for anybody uh, until this ends just because I feel yeah. like that it, I, I have nothing that important to say that <laughs> is worth my life. Yeah. I mean, I've always felt that way about, comedy in general you know i i've there was something my brother and i would say to most audiences like if you have a cell phone they may have told you at the beginning to turn them off we say to turn them up 
because there's nothing that we have to say that's more important than a phone call you might get. Um, you know, you could get somebody a phone call from somebody who's dying or, you know, your kids are in trouble because you came to the show. It's like, if you got to take the phone call, take it. Um, that's not the best thing to say. And I know a lot of other co comics would hate to hear that, but like on a show, but, uh, that's how I've always felt, you know, nothing is more important than what somebody's, you know, what's out there in life. We're here to relieve them of that stress, not cause more of it. Um, Unless they yeah. suck. Yeah, if they suck, yeah, I mean, don't, don't be texting. You know what I mean? Like, it's a joke. But, uh, but, you know, if you need to use the phone, then step outside. But uh, these days, yeah, it is, it is intriguing to me because, you know, I listen to some comedy podcasts and people are still doing a lot of shows and stuff. I mean, all the power to them. But a good deal of the, those shows are outside, too. Um, I think I would do something like that, I guess. I I just wouldn't risk it. it just isn't yeah. worth. It. It's like the longer all of us like kind of sidestep uh, this fucking disease, yeah. Yeah. the longer we're gonna have to live like this. Right. And, you know, I don't begrudge any of my peers that are are doing these things. Mm -hmm. I do think it's the biggest trickle down problem. This little business talk for our listeners is we're devaluing stand-up to a degree that is insane. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not always been a pretty high value anyways. Like yeah. I've done a million free shows, but now it's to this point where I'm, I'm getting these calls and people are like, I got to drive in theater. It's a hundred dollars a car and $18 a bicycle. You're in between the movies and we can't pay you. And it's in long beach. Wow. I'm like, you know, I, I just, I appreciate, but we will pay you one day. I'm like, I don't think so. I don't think yeah, you yeah. will. <laughs> what day? When's yeah. that day going to be? And it's a hundred dollars a car. And this is a huge lot. Like yeah. you can't give me one quarter of one car for gas yeah. money. Yeah, like thumbs up. It's so. outrageous. But you know what? I mean, people are all around are doing the best they can with the little as little as possible i tend to agree with you it's like why take the chance uh you know we'll get back there someday but uh yeah. you don't need to demean it by you know smashing it in between uh you know a showing of like halloween movies or something like that <laughs> yeah as much as just, i love that but you know do stay at home and you know stop the spread that old yeah. saying right now i just <laughs> i agree i agree and that's a positive <sighs> note um speaking of positive notes uh by the time this is released this will be the, the week of uh the release of my album my first comedy yes. album chris uh yellow belt confidence available on all the things uh available for pre-order on deadandmellow.com yes. uh please check it out it is my first work uh yellow belt confidence was reported uh back in 2015 at the um great scott uh, r.i.p and uh, it was, uh, you know, a time where I thought I was probably better than I was, but it was still a pretty good show. I'm hence sure the it's title. great, Gary. You know, we tend to downplay ourselves. But first of all, the titles, I'm jealous. Uh, I would love <laughs> an album that I would someday release to be called Yellow Belt uh, Confidence. But uh, you, you did it. You took it first. And it's, uh, I think it's great. 
I think it. I think it's kind of funny that you would promote an album called Yellow Belt Confidence and then say, <laughs> "I probably wasn't that good when I recorded it." Right after that, but uh, guys, I mean, you know, whoever's listening, get out there, check out Gary's comedy. He's so funny. You know, you've heard him here. I mean, I'm sure you've heard him before this, but support comedy. That's the way they can support it, rather than going yeah. to a, you know paying hundred dollars a car and fucking Long Beach. <laughs> Seriously, uh, <laughs> like we we make uh, no money off this pod. Yeah. Uh, please share and subscribe. That always helps yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, that's a good um, one too. And uh, uh, any any effort that you can throw towards comics selling merch or albums like this uh, yep. goes a long way in a year where we really can't make any income off of the mm-hmm. thing um, uh, that that was once sustaining us. So, uh, without further ado, uh, we have a great guest here oh, today. I can't wait. Yes. She uh, was on WTF with Mark Barron recently. I met her in 2012 at the Great American Comedy Festival, and she was unbelievably funny then. And her album, Sparkly Parts, is available on all the things. Please welcome Amber Preston. Death by comedy. Death by comedy. Amber is here. Amber is here. Amber has arrived. I'm here. Very excited to have you, Amber. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to, I see your face. I just want to, <laughs> as my niece said to me the other day in a Zoom call, oh, I just want to hug you. Like, I uh, just. It's, it's a double-edged sword, you know, because we see each other in these things. And mm-hmm. I know I feel this way every week when we talk to our friends we haven't talked to in a while or people that we love to see performing regularly, like yourself yeah. with such energy um like i said i showed up at your work the other day and yeah. i was i was get ordering food right right you weren't stalking me i don't think <laughs> <laughs> a gal can dream but uh but it's like you see each other and you're it's so exciting and so uh invigorating and yet we want so much more uh, <laughs> It is. And I, right before this, I um, volunteer with an organization called Stand Up With Comedy, and we teach sixth and seventh graders stand up. And we've been doing it via Zoom, which is just a perfect medium for stand up comedy. It's a really (laughs) great way to connect. Um, So I'm like, been trying to be in the habit of looking at the camera, Mm -hmm. not at you guys. Like, right now I'm looking at you guys Mm -hmm. on the monitor. This is great for audio uh, to describe where I'm looking. They can't can't see anything. I've done so many visual jokes that people will never see or get. I know you're the same. You're very physical. Yeah. Right, right. And, so it's good. And I've I've taught uh, through the Pack Theater and uh, yeah. working with the Yard Theater now, online comedy type stuff. One tip uh, on the camera is I draw a hot dog oh. and I look at it just under the camera. That's oh. my... That's my special trick. I do have eyes, little post notes with eyes because of a couple of Zoom type like callbacks and auditions where I like, okay, that's the sight line for that character. And that's, oh, that's my husband. And that's, oh, oh nice. there's my kid. So uh, we're for all those adapting. Of you who are listening, uh, <laughs> is doing tremendous space work, right? Yep. Now. Um, yep. I feel like I, I mean, you've done commercials, you've yeah. been involved in so many shoots and things that like, I just feel like I'm watching the magic. Happen. You've, do you feel like I've taken you away to a suburban mother's living room? Cause yes, I do. That's what I was going for. I, whatever right. you're selling, I'm buying. <laughs> um, I guess right. to, you know, cause this, this sort of, this podcast was started because we were talking about all the sort of terrible instances we've had. It's about oh. sort of hell gigs and such, mm-hmm. but we never really reference. I mean, I, I think in our intro, we referenced it a bunch, but, we never talk about the hell that we're in right now. 
with more <laughs> reference to older hells, but it, has there been any snafus, uh, <sighs> Amber, that you've had in like in teaching those classes or auditioning yeah. or anything that involves your being it's, in your house? And yeah, it is. It's strange. I think the biggest thing is like the teamwork. I'm lucky enough to be in quarantine with a, a husband that I love, <laughs> yeah. and but he's had to help me, and I am not a fun person when I'm trying to do a self tape or get ready for an audition, like I, I, the, the, the mere whisper of me potentially logging in 30 seconds late. And I'm like, fucking like I, I become a crazy person. So he mm -hmm. like dealing with me in that, I think has been, um, bless him. I think he's listening. He's, in the a, other he's room. like a Zen master. He has become a Zen master slash like figured out like after a couple of the first, you know, the first few self tapes, I'm like, oh, that was great. Except did you not notice that fucking piece of hair that was like covered? Like, you know, and it's like, it's like the most minuscule thing, but it yeah. drives me. So he's like learning how to direct his crazy wife. Uh, so that's been, I think, so a little strange. it's like a mental strange. game. You're trying to yeah. keep your mental game on point. Yeah. I'm, tr uh, I'm trying to keep my mental game is what... <laughs> is happening yeah. uh, but the class is good that we just kind of chit chat because it's like me and three students half of like they don't turn on their camera all the time we watch <laughs> clips and then we now it's just like us talking and me trying to be like okay how do you feel about anime tell me now act let's do an act out it i don't know it's we're trying it's, i mean it sounds like they're the future stars of tomorrow <laughs> i don't want them to hire me like i'm gonna play one of those kids grandmas someday Maybe. I, I I taught a young kid uh, once, and it, it was nerve wracking because I was like, she she was in high school and she was the daughter of another comedian, and her material was all like high school stuff, but it was like, you know, like when a comic gets really good, they're a little bit like they don't give a fuck about the audience, like they <laughs> they're they don't care anymore and that they're relaxed. We yeah. call that like, Bill Hicks syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, high schoolers have that from the go because yeah. they're <laughs> constant like barrage yeah. of judgment all day long plus hormones and she just fucking murdered. And I was like, oh my God. Like, like there's something about not learning the fear at yeah. a young yeah. age that pays off so quickly. Right. Yeah, and I think afraid. it's also being online all the time. They're mm -hmm. so much more used to it than we are. Like we've had to grow into this technology. Mm -hmm. It's like we started with like Atari. And now we're like, oh, can you believe this? It's like, you know, I, I got a hot dog I put under the camera. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, we've like learned to adapt and we need our husbands to help us like, you know, mentally focus. And these kids are just like, yeah, I was born with, I know this is right. like, I had this in my cradle, you bastard. <laughs> I'm like, I need that ring light and I got to get this new mic. And they're like, just yeah. turn your, just TikTok it. What is your problem? <laughs> yeah, and I'm yeah. like, Ooh, but I gotta, I need a backdrop. And like, no. <laughs> oh, I, I will say, like, I had a, a Zoom call back uh, the other day and it was like, there is, there was something comforting in the fact that they were using a new app that some casting director made and it was good. And you could mm -hmm. see all the other actors in the, you know, their little squares. And there was a sense of, the before times normalcy because like two of the people were like <laughs> joke 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 meanwhile yeah. like everyone is losing their mind trying to figure this out and things are going wrong and then there's like every few minutes some guy's like <laughs> hey i get him <laughs> making a dumb joke and i was like yeah. oh that guy's still here oh can that's I just, can i just say that that was my least favorite thing that was like pretty much why <sighs> i stopped auditioning is like seeing those people when you're waiting outside like you know <sighs> 
stand-up comics, you run into each other and you're mm -hmm. like, hey, what's up, man? How are you? It's good to see yeah. you. Yeah, it's great. And, and this douche walks in with like, hey, yeah. double guns. <laughs> you're, you're like, oh, I can't stand that guy. Oh. You got to be on in the fucking waiting room. Always. And it's like you, because you get called in with, it's often the same people. Yeah. Uh, I would see Johnny Beaner, very funny comic, a lot, like, like, mom and dad. And we'd always, like, multiple times see the same guy that I was like, shake hands with the casting. Like, Bobby, you going to that, you going to that, blah, 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 200. Yeah. You want to, can you sign me in? I'll be right there. And we were both like, this fucking guy, like, Mr. Hollywood. Mr. Hollywood. But guess what? He's on the TV right now. So good for. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Hollywood. Anyway. He took my last five auditions. Son of a bitch. Uh, Let me so ask you an opinion question because okay. I feel like when we met in 2012 at the Great American Comedy oh. Festival, which you were fantastic in. One of my, one of, I wrote down one of my highlights. I have notes. One of my high, highlights, not bad gigs, but oh, great okay. gigs. Okay. Yep, all yep. right. We and don't want those. Okay. <laughs> we want all the bad ones. Right, right. Okay. It could have been bad. It was yeah. scary because we were in the middle of Norfolk, Nebraska, in a town that felt like there were, you know, 900 people there. Mm -hmm. And it was Johnny Carson's hometown to honor him. So there was like this weight of honoring, you know, a comedic giant mixed with we're in the middle of nowhere. And these people are so nice. It's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just want, you caught this and I'm so glad that you did. I believe it, if I'm, my memory serves me correct. I, I decided because I didn't know any other comics besides Andrew Slater. Mm -hmm. So I decided to just be me, be a little weird. Uh, so as soon as we all got to the hotel, I put my bathrobe on. Favorite, and, my favorite. I think about this all the time. And I put this, uh, you know, like a, a woman with long hair, but I'm bald, does mm -hmm. the like the wrap around the head, yes. the turban-esque. Mm -hmm. yes. And I just walk out to the pool, uh, completely closed in a robe and just put my feet up and just kind of sat there and was like- <laughs> I believe you had a drink too. Like you, it's like, like if there were Chardonnay to be had, you were having it. It's yeah. like, you were just like lounging by. And it wasn't like pool weather. I think people no. were swimming, but it was like, 60 or 50 degrees like it wasn't <laughs> hot no. oh it cracked me up uh, and, yeah and then you you took this picture and you're like i i was like i, I like you we're we're, <laughs> we're 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 friends yeah that was how i networked was like was, i want to be weird and see fun. who's there well Would i don't you, know if we were on the same night though i feel like we were separated we were but, separated but and anyway. um but you uh do you remember um uh uh the 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 I thought you taught kids there. Like, didn't oh, you I did. Yeah. Then the next year, that same festival, because to get grant money, they needed to have some sort of educational element, oh. something. So then I went back and sort of taught improv slash let's oh, nice. like learn how to write. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And you had like, you had host parents, like they'd have like people in the town. Um, they'd have a couple yes. that would be in charge of like, driving you around or making sure and they had an activity planned every second of every day mm. um so yeah me pete lee and i shared the same host parents who i then host parents we were in our 30s um <laughs> who i then stayed with the nice next year. it was it was actually i don't know i had fun but it was it, yeah it was a contest so that can all that can either be really great or really lame. right right well we don't yeah i mean i'm i don't i think gary agrees i'm not a fan of the contests um. generally speaking Unless people that I know win, 
Right. Yes, if I can or like you get paid anyway, like yeah. where it's like, we're going to pay you to be here. There is a prize, but your time is valuable. Uh, yeah. So, or give you. you a flight or a hotel or yeah. something that goes along. With or friendship. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys, you guys uh, met each other through this contest which was nice yes yeah it, it was you know people like uh ryan dalton andrew slater yeah. sashi zameda uh yeah. pete lee um uh uh, uh janine brito yeah um so many funny people uh, owen smith mm -hmm. and um I, it got me it, it made tur like i don't think i ever liked the festival again after that because they took care of us they gave us yeah. you know those parents that yeah. took us out to dinner they had our they had a stipend, they yeah. gave us flights. You didn't have like, to share oh. a hotel room. Mm -hmm. You got your own room, like yeah. adults. And and then uh, it just got me thinking about festivals. So I guess I, I wanted to ask you, what are, and you don't have to name the festival, but okay. have you ever done a contest or a festival or, or like a cash grab prize thing that's a, just, mm -hmm. oh, this is a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I have done a few of those where I've had fun. I remember doing one where I flew to Asheville. That was a great one for me. I flew across the country and I was at a point where I didn't have like any credit. So you're like taking every fest, like anything right. to be like, hey, she's open for, you know, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. And I lucked out and I flew a couple of other Minneapolis comics drove across the country. Wow. And I think you only had one book show, but it was at this like opera house. So it sounded like on paper, Okay, this is worth the drive. Mm -hmm. um, the Yoders were going to be there, and they booked like everything in the, in the Midwest. So you were like, oh, "I'm going to get work out of this, regardless." It was not a contest, but I lucked out. It was on like the eight o'clock show in the Opera House, like the second show of the the weekend festival or something. Two other friends of mine that drove across the country were on like the ten o'clock show, where the host was drunk, misnamed people. <laughs> I don't know if they were drunk. They might not have been drunk, but they like kept screwing. They screwed up more than one intro. Yeah. Um, and the you audience, one job. yeah, exactly. One job. And it was the festival and they had so many people. So like, they didn't really get to do time. They really truly had one job, which was to keep the show going and name right. names. And their audience was like, a, you know, a 10th of the, in this beautiful opera house. And I was like, that was so fun. Eight o'clock show. And then they get like the 10 o'clock show and it was nobody there. And I felt bad for them. Um, but I, then I did another one in a city. I, I, I don't want to name it. I'll tell you guys offline. Cause I feel bad. That's okay. Um, yeah, you don't have to but, name it. It you was don't a, have to say just for laughs. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was. I was at the Boston Comedy Festival. <laughs> um, I was yeah. at a festival, and it uh, like the second night, I was like to someone, I was like, "When did they start doing this? This is so <laughs> such a shit show." And she was like, "Oh, this is like the twentieth year," and I was yeah. like, "What are you talking?" Like I again <laughs> flew across the country. <laughs> That one, I it was a contest, and, and people had warned me. They're like, "Listen, only locals advance mm -hmm. unless you have credits." And mm -hmm. I was like, "That's fine. I've got like a couple of shows lined up, so it's going to be worth it." Other people I knew were going to be there. I was like, "This is going to be so fun." Yeah. And then the other shows, like I get in there, like bar shows, which is fine a yeah. lot of times in a festival because the cities like rallied around it. But we'd get there, and the host would be like, "Oh, are you like didn't know you were on the show?" uh like the i remember going to one of the contest shows sitting behind the person timing because they were so strict about time and like seeing people go over their time and then advance and i was mm -hmm. just like what is like <sighs> it was just like so unorganized that i was like i can't believe i put credit it like if i had known that going in it would have just been like a fun okay 
fun time, but it was just like so right. unorganized. I was so annoyed that I well, spent Well, money. from from the standpoint of someone like yourself or, you know, like any of us who have applied to those things back yeah. in the day, even now, it's like you got to upload a video, you got to send them money. Yeah. You got to carve out time in your schedule. You got to get airfare, air, you got to get on the, you know what I mean? It's like, mm -hmm. it's a whole chunk. It's a whole thing. And then you get there and it sort of crashes you down to earth. You're yeah. like, oh boy. Oh. You know, and then there's, there's like the chance that you can, you can, like, I used to feel that way and I, and I don't mind saying this, but Boston is a big one and that's like a contest, you know, festival. And I remember thinking, I will never... Granted, I wasn't as good a comic. Like, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I have no problems shitting on myself, but you guys have like a tight act and you write out jokes and you do, I'm like fucking around in the crowd and like climbing over people doing characters. So I don't really fit always into that vein necessarily, no. but like to work on your act for as long as you have, just to hope to be one of the people who advances, it's just so, it's just a yes. nightmare. You know, yeah. I saw it happen in the town that I lived in. And I, you know, I, I, I like all those guys, all the people who are involved in those festivals, and I miss going to the shows and meeting people like yourself, Amber, because mm -hmm. in Boston, on the flip side, for the people who live there, they get to meet people like yourself where yeah. they normally might not. They never leave the state or whatever. And that's, you know, yeah, that's, that's the fun. Yeah. You, you get know, to there meet are guys out of New York or people who moved from the Midwest who now live mm -hmm. in New York that like, you know, like I'm thinking about Jim Twos. I never, I never would have met that guy if, if it weren't for the Boston Comedy Festival. Yeah. But when it comes to the shows, like I was so disappointed by watching people fly in and do a show. We talk, we've talked a lot on this podcast about the Comedy Vault, which was like the, you know, a lot of people look at it as like one of the worst rooms in Boston, but they used to host shows there. And they'd be like, well, she want to host this or whatever you want to go. And, and I'm like, not really. <laughs> and then it's like a Tuesday night, which that show, that room only works on the weekend. And then yeah. people like yourself fly in across the country and they end up, there's just like five people in the audience. And you're like, oh, this is, I feel yeah. bad for these folks. And know? then you're not like, it's also a different, like, it is so great when they take care of you, like in yeah. Nebraska or the Montana, the big sky. But the other great thing about that is like, it's a centralized like Boston's a great city and I've done a few yeah. different festivals here, but like you're, I'm staying at a hostel cause I don't have any money. Like if you're at a centralized hotel, yeah. you're like, even if you're not advancing, so there's like that camaraderie, you're like, you're yeah. hanging in the pool, you're commiserating or celebrating. But like uh, the couple times I've been to Boston, I'm like, well, I'm going to get back on the train and go to my hostel, you know, an hour away or, you know, yeah. whatever. Like there's no, like to hang out is making a proper They got me staying day. in Rhode Island. Yeah. Um, oh God. I, one of the shows I ever did was in a rural, it was in Vermont. It was like in a barn. And I remember that they, they like basically got a family to like move out for the weekend. And they were like, oh, you're staying in their house. You know, and then, and then people came from all over Vermont to like see oh, wow. the show. It was like, they just, they were like, there's a show in the barn. Yeah. Oh. Drove from all over. It's like, I imagine Nebraska being kind of like that, where it's like, oh, we got to go see the comedy. Yeah, it's the event. It yeah. was like the high, beautiful high school theater packed mm -hmm. and i think That's we great. had more than one show i'm always like a fan too when there can be yeah. more than one show the first the very first festival or like 
proper like okay i i feel confident in this like this festival set was for the women in comedy festival in boston and oh, i lucked yeah, out yeah, yeah, yeah. and that again like i met like some great like Our Mo Welch and maria chancel was involved in that okay that one yes. i did such a great time and again lucked out had a great sweet time slot up, and then right. like just met people that now i hang out with that have since like you said moved to la and um right. yeah they can be really great but also very lonely and expensive <laughs> but, but, can like, i oh no go ahead gary i'm sorry Thank you. I'll, I'll take the floor. Uh, <laughs> our, I think mutual friend, <coughs> excuse me, our mutual friend, Maria Bamford. Yeah. Um, she said about those, like the, the women specialty mm -hmm. festivals. I know women in comedy festival has been pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the reputation is, is, is pretty, you know, always growing. Um, but <laughs> Maria said, there are these other ones that are like the ladies festival Ooh. and they're so shitty. And Maria, Maria is like, is it called the ladies festival? Because like, you think this is okay to do to, to get away with, with women? Like, yeah. is that, is that acceptable for you? <laughs> and I'm oh. paraphrasing, but it's always like the same thing. It's a, it's a bait and switch. Oh, there's going to be a lot of, a lot, of, a lot of hot scouts there. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, HGTV. it is. Or the weird. Or I was at a festival. This was great. I can, I'm trying to think of. There were the. There were there were some. Um, the judges they flew in, and there were a couple people. Like there were a couple agents and like a people from Comedy Central. And it was like, okay, this is actually like you want to do well in front of these people. But it was a huge party the whole weekend. So. Um, uh they were like relaxing too and having fun but one of the judges was like uh gosh at the time he was like with funny or die or something and in one of the breakout like afternoon like that they made us all they're like okay we're picking everybody up you got to come to this panel with these uh agents and judges somebody was like god who was the comic i can't remember but he was like i just have a question he asked the com the funny or die judge he was like why are you here you've just told us that you basically only cast and or use ucb people and you've also said that you're not going to hire basically you're not going to hire um like you've decided who you're going to hire for writers in the next few months um so and we're all stand-ups and not ucb people uh why are you here <laughs> it was like we were all like, uh, but also answer the question yeah <laughs> did they did they answer it I, I think he danced around it and like that judge now is like definitely has moved on to like oh i wouldn't mind getting in front of him to pitch some ideas you know like people always are always moving on but it was such a funny like yeah, no, those, like maybe like one of those judges is maybe actually there looking for talent. The others are like, okay, this is a favor. Maybe I'll be <laughs> wowed by someone, but right. I know half these comics already. Yeah. I'm, getting, I'm getting, basically I'm getting paid to be here. So yeah. comics will pay to come. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're essentially, the comics are paying me so that I won't give them work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then we have to awkwardly hang out with you on like yeah. a hayride and try yeah. to network yeah. while we we're hungover. We know, did like, go on a hayride. I've been on so many damn comedy festival hayrides. So many, I've been on I would go to more comedy festivals if I knew about these hayrides. Like I've been to a shooting dirty. range on a, at a comedy festival, it's, which um, is not good. Anyway. So if I may get to my question, Gary. <sighs> Christopher, um, you have the floor. Uh, thank you. Um, but Amber, you started out in the Midwest, correct? Yes. Yep, I started in Minneapolis. Great. 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what was that like coming up? Because Gary and I know the, you know, the Boston, the the shitty Boston people. And like, so I imagine there was a lot of driving, though, in the Midwest. And there is. Of- and um, I remember it was, I don't know who that, I don't remember names, apparently. But okay. uh, I remember talking, uh, talking to, a, it was a Boston comic. And we were talking about where you start, you know, the coast versus wherever. And Minneapolis, you start. And as soon as you have 15-ish, cleanish minutes, you okay. can be making hundreds of dollars for hundreds of miles. You know, like yeah. you, people will always want a driver. <laughs> right. People always want a host. Right. Um, you can do a little guest. But so there's paid work pretty quickly. Uh, you kind of have to be cleanish because there's so many like VFWs or like, uh, yeah. you know, you're going to perform in front of 90-year-olds and their great-grandchildren in the same bar room. <laughs> so... Uh, you're kind of, you, when you start, I feel like you're kind of writing to that. Whereas I think in talking to this other Boston comic saying, when you start in a big city like that, where there maybe isn't as much paid work that you can drive to, you write to what you want to. You're maybe doing the weird stuff and the interesting stuff where I came up like, oh, I got to write five more clean minutes because then maybe I, maybe that so that booker will have me feature. Right. So maybe I don't know if that's good or bad. You, I think, you also need a snowplow on your car. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The white knuckling, the New Year's Eve gigs I've done driving the Upper Peninsula, ew, boy, is is like the amount like of times I've taken my own life into my hands, like yes. driving by myself on all hours of the night on icy roads. Or you get hit with like a blizzard. You're yeah. staying someplace and you're like, we got to leave tonight, mm-hmm. otherwise we're not getting out of here. For yeah. Me. And exactly new year's eve for for people out there that aren't comics is is kind of like a huge day in our yeah. industry mm-hmm. it's like our black friday it's like yeah. we ma- you can make you three make grand money. yeah no matter what it's always more money so you're gonna take the gig and might be at a casino and you might get lung cancer from the one show <laughs> you're smoking but right. you're gonna take it yeah it's like it, it'll make up for a shitty year and you yeah. start off, you know, good and it affords you opportunity. But <clears throat> I guess my question with the Midwest, because you're in Minneapolis, you're going around, you're driving all these places. Have you had to go to the, like, what's like the seediest type of Midwestern gig that you've had oh <laughs> busting out the notebook well let me you know i don't i don't need it but i did write down my top no, three no you, you need to reference notes you please go gig. ahead um the uh the it's number one of the bullet worst gig uh and it's midwest is was in uh south bend so when all this buddha judge business i was like fuck that guy fuck that city fuck wow. everything fuck notre dame fuck the irish hell yeah i <laughs> it made i i hate it so much they have a funny name for that. It's like Mindy in Michigan, and like fuck all of it. I hate, I'm so I'm so sorry for the swears. No, 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 no. That's okay. We love it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well. Uh, <laughs> so it's so gal. I'm sure I'm there's I'm so white. I'm sure there's it's some okay. Irish. Irish people love to be shit on. Oh god, good, good. Yeah, they ex- don't expect anything. Better. Especially by each other, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Please let it go. Oh no, South Bend. Um, it was like early on in my headlining, which <laughs> I would say I'm still in that. Because uh, okay. I mean, we're like, pausing. I mean, we've talked about this a little bit before, but the idea that to headline, you need yeah. to headline. Yeah. You can't just be like, all right, I'm prepared ahead of time. It's like you got to get on stage and suffer. For yeah. Forty-five mm-hmm. minutes or so, fifty minutes, whatever it is, 
be the case and you're gonna you're gonna have to really kind of eat shit yeah before you get good at it and you have to headline shitty shit rooms like you right. don't just like headlining a hot room like heck yeah great it's a right. it's a full crowd of people who want to see stand up yes. yeah any day of the week uh but um yeah it was early on in my headlining and it was in south bend i don't the club for sure is not there the building's probably not there i don't even remember what it was called um the one of the other there was like two other local comics in town and one of them repeatedly told me how he was only there to see a, a woman headline because he i don't remember how but like it all it came up many times like i just yeah. i just like we don't have no we don't get women around i was like okay wow. great um and like <laughs> like six people a night um the i think there was only three shows going driving there i had was talking to another comic was it kevin williams out of chicago mm -hmm. they hadn't his check from them the week before had bounced so oh. he was trying to have me pick up another check because they refused to mail it so we could meet in chicago and i could give him a check oh my um, god that's outrageous <laughs> Yeah, and then I also, which they didn't do, and then I'm now in the middle of negotiating someone else's pay, let alone like, um, I noticed he's getting paid way more than me. Uh, mm. um, <laughs> they also like said, don't cash my check. I couldn't cash my check until like the next week, which oh makes no sense because every week there's a still a check every week. Yeah. And then the uh, hotel, they, they, the, my itinerary had like a fairly decent hotel, fine. And I was like, right. oh, South Bend, I'll go visit Notre Dame. I've never been there. This is lovely. If you've never been to South Bend, Indiana, uh, the, it's, it's a really rundown place. I'm sure the people are lovely. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure of that, actually. I don't know. I didn't meet any of them except for the club owners. Um, <laughs> Notre Dame is beautiful. Be it is sparkling. It's like it's like the pearly gates themselves are around it. There's a yeah. halo around Notre Dame. The rest of the town is a giant shithole, and they don't give like it's like any money goes into Notre Dame and not the community around it. The people that work at Notre Dame, you're screwed. It seems like that's all they care about. And there was a big football game. It was Notre Dame versus like Purdue or something like a big game. Mm -hmm. So there were no hotel rooms. I know that because I looked because I was staying at like a Motel Six with construction. Um, my room smelled. It was filthy. And I'm not a pretty princess. Like I'll, I've stayed in some shitty condos. Like many, there's a, a, a infamous condo in Appleton, Wisconsin, where the MC's room uh, doesn't have a door. There's just no door. Oh. Uh, it's a curtain. Uh, oh my but this hotel room was so disgusting. I went and bought Nyquil so I could sleep and, and air fresheners. And then there was like six inches. Like the door didn't go all the way down to the floor. Like if you were a bad guy, you could easily just like. Like look under the door. I, I like piled furniture in front of the door because there was construction going on. It was a peeping bad guy. Oh, peeping, but just for the feet. I yeah. mean, you know, if I could oh get that. It was it's just a big, so. Big I just it was so awful and just and like. What about the gig money. itself? So that's <sighs> that's brutal. But yeah, like, what was the how? What did the room look like? It, the room was like it was this bar that did like the second the show was over, like as the host was. I'm leaving the stage the host is coming up. The shot girls are out. It turns into oh, dance club, you yeah. know? So it was like big, like barrels of tables. And so it wasn't like proper audience. It was like barrel, big round barrels that people stood on high stools and then like a oh. dance floor in the middle. So you were also very far away from people because oh, yeah. they wanted it to be ready for like meat market dance party. Mm -hmm. But it was definitely a townie bar. I think they were hoping that the college kids would come and Whoop yeah. it up, but it was just like a dive bar that like also then became a meat market 
that also did stand up, but oh, God, I just like trying to get paid. And like, I don't remember, I think I said I was so new to headlining that I was just really trying to like make sure I did all right. And like, there was right. so much else going on. But back to Midwest, one good thing about that, like, driving and doing gigs right away you learn quickly how to not be afraid of an audience that's like competing with a hockey game or like oh there's an old person and a young person like (laughs) you just gotta deal with yeah yeah (laughs) i'm gonna go i'm gonna go ahead and say that uh high tables and like Mm -hmm. like the high chairs dangly feet makes for Mm -hmm. the worst comedy possible yeah oh yeah i think we talked about it on last week's podcast but like the the dangly feet off of a high stool it might be the worst once you see that it's like this is this might not be fun like there's a good chance there's a better chance that this show will be less fun yeah. Because people are in those weird high stools. Oh, and there was a state, like you were on a stage, so like, like a, we're live music. So now they're sitting there thinking, oh, I wish there was a band. Why? <laughs> I, there's so much room up there. I wish, right. I wish she there's had a, a drum band. set. Yeah. yeah. And I think I, I think the local radio DJ like hosted, which, you know, they're generally, it's fine. Like, yeah. but he, unless they think that they're also hilarious. They often do. So that can be, I don't yeah. quite remember. The morning zoo crew guys. They all yeah. Hey, we got kiss tickets for the next yeah. lapper out right. there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure one of the shows was canceled because we just didn't have anybody. And like, they were all like kind of mad at me. And I'm like, yeah, I know I'm a nobody. Like I'm not a draw in South Bend. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm newish here. Yeah. 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 It, it's shit like this. You know, when you see like comic loses it on stage, <laughs> it's like, well, we've been in that environment for like four days, Thursday through Sunday. We're you're not sleeping. Mm. There's roaches in our room. Yeah. You don't even have a fucking door. And you know what like, I'm contending with? I'm contending with creeper peepers. <laughs> and I gotta go, come here and I gotta perform for people in high chairs. Right, right. That are right. that are mean and ungrateful. Yeah. <laughs> and they're mad they couldn't get tickets to the Notre Dame, Purdue oh, yeah. game. Yeah, yeah you, it's were the, you were the Notre Dame, Purdue fallout. Oh gosh! And then I'm big. I'm yeah. I'm a Golden Gopher, so I'm a, I'm cheering for a whole different Big Ten team. You know. Oh, <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. You get um, it. So my question, I have a question, is like, so what you mentioned earlier, like being able to drive people around, because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I remember that uh, mm-hmm. distinctly. I always liked the car trip. But you like the road trip. Yeah, like a road trip, like you yeah. get in the car. Like these days, it's like that's such a. It seems like such a long way away to the point where the three of us could hop in a car and go to like Ojai. Yeah, where that's like within two hours. Where you're like, and it seems like when you're starting out in in Boston, be it Boston or Minneapolis or wherever, that like you hop in a car with either your friends or someone you don't know all that well, and you're getting to know them, or you're stuck in a car with someone who's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh often Yeah, yeah. Or uh I've that I have uh I've gotten to there I've been in a car that had a very nice enough funny comic, uh, but filthy car, which again I don't mind I don't really right. give a shit. Like uh, my car's a mess, but like where so much filth that my feet couldn't touch the weren't touching that wasn't touching the floor of the car. Like there's like, there was, like a, you know what I mean? Like I my knees are yeah. <laughs> They're up. There's so much garbage on the floor. But again, fine. I don't really care. But if I was bringing, like, I was headlining. This is like a couple different gigs with the same person. If I was the feature or whatever, and I was driving yeah. the person who came in from outside, I might like just make a spot for their feet. I might just yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but they kept also texting and like wanting oh, to show no. me stuff. And I like, finally, I was like, I don't want to be that bitch that's like, hey, can you not show me a YouTube video while we're driving Minnesota winter roads? That's but, insane. Oh, yeah. It's nice when you could do, that is one thing like working up to like, you're chasing the carrot of being a feature. And then at least in the Midwest, you're chasing the carrot of then being a headliner. I think yeah. on a coast, you're chasing a carrot of getting a late night spot. <laughs> yeah. In the Midwest, you're trying to get that sweet headliner money, that sweet feature money. Yeah. The goal for me then became, I want to be the headliner so that I can choose who to bring because I want to enjoy the company of the other person. I don't want to have to make up excuses. Like yeah. I did have a day job for the longest time I worked in finance. So I would often, if I didn't like the other comic I was working with, I'd be like, I'm going to, I'm going to go find a library or a coffee shop. I got to go work. I thought I'm working. <laughs> and then I would just go to movies. I remember in Sioux Falls, I would just go to like two movies a day. And tell the other comments, I was like, yeah, I had, I had to log on. Sorry, I didn't get to drive you to the mall, but I had to work. <laughs> it's, what a funny career we have where it's like you're stuck with someone for a weekend. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you're, you're either picking them up or they're picking you up. And then you get in the car together and you're just like, oh, boy. I remember, like, I would always get excited when someone could talk more than me because I get tired of talking, but I'll fill the space. And I get the sense, Amber, you and I are similar in this way where you're like, oh, I, I talk a lot, but I'm doing that because I'm uncomfortable with the right. silence that we're in. So if someone starts to talk about sports or something, I'm just like, I'll just keep asking them questions. Yeah. I'm like, I don't have to talk the whole time. Right. Or I don't want something to come up that I don't want to talk about. Or I don't yeah. want to talk shop. I don't want you to explain comedy to me right, right. before uh, we go do comedy. Or they could be, these days, they could be asking you to do like their, their TikTok or whatever the fuck. And you're just like, I don't know. I don't I just want to, you know, yeah. put on some music and talk about movies or whatever. But yeah. I remember one time in my, one of my first um, uh, gigs, there was, I, was, I was the uh, host. So I was going to have to drive the other two. So I picked the first guy up, and I love both of these guys. Uh, this guy, Rich Gustus, out of Boston, who has taught a lot of comics. And, you know, he's kind of, like, paved the way with this, like, new group of people. Gary was probably, you know. I took his class. Man. Yeah, he's great. And yeah. I remember picking up Rich, and we were going to pick up another guy. And, uh, and he goes, oh, he's like, have you ever driven with him before? And I was like, no. And he goes, well, he mostly likes to talk about his wife, um, and not in a good way. And we picked up the next guy, and then he, no lie, it was Maine. So it was like, I, I think it was like a three or four hour drive from this guy's house. And, um, and actually, he was driving. He's like, I'll drive. So I parked my car at his house. We got in with him. And uh, Bob Lazarus, RIP, he's not with us mm -hmm. anymore. But he drove the whole way. And he was like, it was like, I remember it was like a Muppet. You could see his hands really high on the wheel. He drives with his elbows going. Yeah, his elbows are going like he's like pumping side to side. And I was in the back seat. And those two guys, because they were like old friends. And he's like, oh, I wish I, you know, he's just talking about how much he hates his wife. And he's like, I wish I had an axe. I would have buried it in her head. <laughs> and he's saying things like that. I'm dying. But at some point, I, I remember I fell asleep. And I, I like checked my watch and it had been like an hour and a half and I fell asleep and he's just on that level, like 11 yelling about his wife. And I come to, and I look in the front and he's still going on about like an hour and a half, two hours later. And then I remember I fell asleep again until we got to the gig. And I just remember like waking up and him going, Oh, she's just the worst. You know, and it's, <laughs> I think I pulled my hoodie closed and just like oh. collapsed in his back seat and like went to sleep. 
and uh and i think it was like maine we got up there i don't think there was like enough people to do the show or something so yeah like turn around come back oh. but it was at least they canceled it so i had the worst one they're like there's three people here you're doing the show yeah like, yeah and we're we soldiering on the room they gave us and there was yeah. one bed in it <laughs> so it was the three of us like shuffling into this room and going we're not gonna be able to fit in this efficiency <laughs> Yeah, the comedy condo, like, like, step outside of this job and explain everything we've been talking about, the driving and the people, and then like, oh, so they put you up, well, sometimes, what do you mean sometimes? Well, sometimes uh, they've rented an apartment, so you have to share a bathroom with a strange man that, uh, or whatever. Oh, it's so that weird. you have never met, and you will never know again yeah. in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Or or the other uh, end of it is your coworkers you don't know. It's, it's not like you uh, can pick your feature sometimes or right. pick the host. So you meet these people, and I, I can't tell you how many times this has happened where you meet the person, they're perfectly nice, yeah. and you talk and have great conversations. Then you see one joke, <laughs> and you're like, oh, my Aww. God. <laughs> That puppet shouldn't say that word. <laughs> like whatever, whatever it is, yeah. it's always a nightmare. That's what I and like then you, you then you got to live with it. Got a few notes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But but you know we miss it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like what I would like. I know I was thinking about to like like the you know the worst gigs. I'm like, oh, I would. Yeah, if South Bend called me right now, absolutely. Okay, I wouldn't get on a plane, but like, yes. I'll perform for those people. I'll perform, those six uh, people? Yeah, I will do a show for each one of you individually, yes. if you want, through a yeah. Zoom. I don't care. Yeah, have you been doing any of these um, socially distant comedy shows, Amber? Or? I have been doing some Zooms. Uh, in the beginning, the first few I did, I definitely didn't do regular stand-up because I was like, what are yeah. we... Uh, what uh i was doing like yeah i was like i'm so clever i'm using the medium of zoom and like changing my backgrounds and doing presentations as if no one's ever thought of that um but uh then i've now i've done a few and now that people are kind of getting more settled into it i just did jackie cation's show she does like a weekly show and that was really fun and then i've been helping jenny yang produce the comedy crossing it's a stand-up show inside the nintendo animal crossing oh. game so oh, there's wow. like a different element to that so that's interesting so how does yeah. it work people gotta they gotta like travel to the show within the they game. Oh, just the comics do uh so the audience watches like zoom just a okay. regular zoom but the main screen is she puts up her video game and in animal crossing you create whatever the heck you want right. it, you know so she's built a comedy club brick walls microphone light oh, stage wow. in her game and then comedy crossing can also have like seven or six other people that play fly over the internet to your island mm -hmm. so like i dress my little character up and then we can you can walk up to the mic your little avatar so the the audience sees the video game and your little character walking up to the mic and doing little emotions and if you That's have little wild. props um or like has, she has comics that don't play and then like i'll puppeteer for them okay has has anyone ever heckled that show you know we uh and so people donate money uh we've raised like twenty thousand dollars for different black lives matter uh oh, that's awesome. in, like yeah um charities um and organizations this like the sixth or seventh show we did get we had zoom bombers for the first time and there's like 300 people on each it's insane um in we did so finally now we've had to like put more security like only a handful of people can be unmuted because it was like i had heard about the zoom bombers but i hadn't experienced it but then we did have one and it was horrific i was like yeah, racial what was it like what happened oh they were saying they were just like uh i think cameron esposito was on stage and they would like start saying horrific 
slurs and then right. like somebody else comes on and they start just like racial things homophobic oh. things like saying them That's and then we're cool. trying to find them to kick them out and then in the t in the chat they're they're typing like also it's all like horrific racial and homophobic yeah. things That's it's cool. really funny stuff yeah <laughs> really just ask they're really just helping yeah it's, it's just like improv they're really helping the comic bounce ideas yeah any anyone that says heckling helps anything needs to watch last week's presidential debate oh go fuck yourself a, yeah it's have you guys been doing the zoom shows yes you knew yeah yay now it's, maybe? it's fun i i have a show you should do it um right. we heard it here we do, uh, uh, we, we got rid of the audience uh, uh, being a part of it, like uh, right there. Yeah. And it's so everybody can just kind of have a, have a hang. And, um, and we don't just do straight stand up like you talk about. It's just the translation isn't great. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we, you know, talk to our guests or find a game within what we're talking about. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, we'd love to have you. Um, it, it's, it's, it's really fun. I think those shows, though, uh, I wanted to ask you this, that, that they're the, what I find like a red flag on a show was that I would get like more than one email or message. Hmm. Usually I would get like five or six that were like micromanaging things, usually a, a charity, some yeah. sort of fundraiser. Did you ever have any of those like red flags for gigs? You're like, oh, I know this is, this is going to be a nightmare. This, this is, is bad news. Yeah. Well, like oh, early on, anytime it was like a corporate reaching out to me, I'm like, oh yeah, you can't afford an actual corporate comedian. Like, or like, you know, somebody in the company came to act me on open mic night or happened to see me uh, wherever. And they're like, oh, she'd be great. Cause like, I, um, uh, I think with the Minnesota accent, like I'm not dirty really, but it's definitely not like corporate. It, corporate clean is a whole nother mm -hmm. like Disney G-rated monster. Uh, so uh, I think people are like, oh, she's so, oh gosh, she's funny. She's doing that accent on her mom's stories. Uh, so they think like how much, you know, how much would you be for our holiday Christmas party? And that, mm -hmm. um, I feel like anytime it like starts with, how much <laughs> was always like, oh, you can't afford really much, but I do like to have money that's more than zero. So, yes. um, but any, or if they want dinner, like you said, if there's a lot of details, if it's like, okay, you get there at 3.30 and you have dinner <laughs> with the CEO. Like anytime there was yeah. like an itinerary other than we're going to have you on at seven, if you want to have dinner, great. But like yeah. any, like, you know, that kind of, Work the or they tables. tack it on. Yeah. Or they tack, tack on like, okay, so if you want to do like 30 minutes or whatever, um, uh, and then you set it up and then you, and then the day before they're like, Oh, by the way, if you want to roast Jerry, yeah, he's retiring. I was going right. to bring that up. The roast yeah. where they're like, we'll tell you about Barry and, uh, Sh Sherry. And, yeah. And yeah. we'll give you all the information and then right. you're like, you do it. And the people are like, what's going on here? Right. No. Because one person thought it would be funny to roast, you know, 15 people or whatever. Or you're following the, the, the other two, I think horrible things. is like, it's open bar, like the open bar starts right when you start. Or it's like, you know, it's like the holiday party where the free shit's happening and like no one, mm -hmm. they only want to drink. They don't want entertainment. Or you have to follow the, um, either an awards banquet or like for charities, like, it's like they've just shown the five minute video of the kids dying of cancer and now oh, yeah. it's you. Yeah. Or, or an auction. They want you to do that auction thing where they're like, okay, you're going to perform and then you're going to do an auction that's going to take an hour. Yeah. 
sex toys, little sex toy ones. Yeah. There was a woman in New Hampshire, just very lovely uh, person and funny comedian, but she would, her her, like day job was selling sex toys. So a lot of the show would come back to that. And then there would just be a bunch of like silicone, (gasps) disgusting smelling things. She brought her multi-level marketing into Mm -hmm. her standup. Oh yeah. That's brilliant. And she made lots of money, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. She crushed it. Holiday parties. <laughs> oh, I've seen people doing holiday, like corporate Zoom, like Zoom. I sent some like Facebook group and they, it was like, hey, how much you guys, like these people reached out to me to do a corporate like Thursday afternoon Zoom gig. And I was like, oh, n- none of those words go together. Nope. That is not, don't know. <laughs> But at least you don't have to be in the same room with them and they can just zone out, I guess. I don't know. Just, just find drag queen bingo. You'll all yes. be much happier. Yes, yes. <laughs> Interactive. <perfect> <laughs> yeah. I did, I think another gig of mine was a, uh, along the corporates, I um, early on featured for a Boston guy. It was in Minneapolis, but he was originally from Boston uh, at a bar mitzvah at like 4 p.m. Okay. So it was daylight and I definitely got uh, outshined by the eight-year-old little brother who was throwing nuts up and catching them in his mouth. That's all I remember. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, nothing 13 year olds like more than uh, Midwest, uh, you know, humor. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was maybe the worst corporate-ish thing. Yeah, Cause I just that's... felt bad. I just felt bad. Cause the kids were old, like you're like 13. They were old enough to know that that wasn't fun. <laughs> like, And right. the adults didn't want to enjoy it I mean, they were kind of, but there was like a buffer of children and then the adults. It was like, not all of us were like, oh, this is fine, but this shouldn't all be happening in the same room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I mean, it's, it seems like uh, that's like a compounded bad idea. Somebody's like, well, we'll make it early. The yeah. kids are, you know, it's like before or even after the bar mitzvah ceremony. Yeah. You know, during the Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> Nobody watches that. Right. Why is it why is daylight so awful for this? Because uh, it's theater. Yeah. It's, it, it is theater. And yeah. like if you like you don't do we're not doing Shakespeare. Let's be real. But I mean, speak you for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I do wear a lot of ruffle. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 if the, if the would, environment would is, is a, that thou weren't so negative, Gary. <laughs> hey, I'm dude. holding a skull right now. Uh, that's just my bald head. Yeah. Uh, the 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 thing of like theater should have a space, even if it's outside in the round. It should look in a weird way, and and comedy is a theatrical thing that gets kind of wedged without respect to the side of things where they're just like, well, all you need is a microphone and a stool, right? Well, we didn't get those, but go ahead and perform. Yeah. And that's, that's how we're forced. Have you ever been like shown up and be like, I don't, I don't know where the show is. This is just like, we're at a picnic. Right. Or you right like now. you text like I've been like that. Or you like oh I'm I'm so sorry I'm running late, but I I know I'm not up till I mean I'm headlining or I'm later in the set, so I'm so sorry I'm running a little bit late. And then you get there ten minutes after the show's supposed to have started. Mm-hmm. You're you're frazzled because you feel so bad that you're late. And you get there and you're like oh there's you check in with the bartender. They're like oh yeah Bobby's not even here yet. Uh, we usually <laughs> we usually hold for the uh, you know whatever. And you're like oh oh no I. 
I was so worried about being professional and yes. uh, he's like, if you want to move chairs or whatever, you're like, oh. You have right, to right. set I, the room up. I left from home, you know, uh, yeah. it's a two hour drive and uh, I left from work early. Yes. I was so worried. I got caught on the toll road. Yes. Yeah, Bobby's not here. Did you guys, is Boston, did you do it? Were there a lot of casino gigs? Was that an option? Uh, there, uh, there is one big casino, Mohegan Sun, that a lot of people do back there. And, um, and then in Rhode Island, there was this super shitty. You're right. I did that too. Uh, Slots only, indoor smoking. Yes. Uh, is it a dog track or a or a horse track? Uh, uh, there's a I, there's I think it's a dog track, and I was telling somebody about this the other day. We, uh, my brother and I, opened for um, Gilbert Godfrey, and it was really funny. It was like you show up and you're just walking through this like smoke den, you know, oh, one arm bandits, noisy. people just oh. voting. I mean, not voting, uh, <laughs> they're voting on my brain. They're just pulling the, you know, the the slot machines, and there's like a dog track that may or may not be operating, and then you go. All the dogs are sick. <laughs> They're just feeding them cigarettes, and um, yeah. You go in the back, and there's like this nice little bar with like a comedy. You know, it was it was all right, you yeah. know, but but you're still it's in Rhode Island, so it's like. <laughs> Trouble. So you didn't, you didn't have to compete. There was a few in Minneapolis, like you'd start to work this little circuit. Um, in northern Minnesota, Wisconsin, and then the UP, and then there was a few in Michigan. I remember like going up to Traverse City, which was like an eleven-hour drive from Minneapolis. Like I would, wow. always, yeah, it's crazy. And you would do these two casinos, and Traverse City is beautiful. It's this great little touristy mm -hmm. town, and um, but the casinos, one of them was that that gig where it would make there'd be an announcement for like the shuttle buses that yes. would happen yeah. over <laughs> like that would cut out like it would yeah. just happen over your. Set. Mm -hmm. and there were it wasn't a separate room so the the state the 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 theater was um slot machines around you yeah. just going off and then there was another one that like that's crazy bingo let out or something let out during <laughs> the show too so they'd like there'd be like just a handful of people watching and then all of a sudden a stream of little old people with oxygen tanks would just like roll through yeah was, man if you if you could i just think yeah i should be more uh i should pat myself on the back for surviving yeah. some of those but that's you know that's <laughs> All that stuff made you the performer that you are, you know, the, the ironclad uh, right. performer. Like it's, for us, it was Clam Shacks. There was a place called Angie's Clams. And they had, you know, the speaker was, I think, maybe the same speaker as the one you were using with the Oh, microphone. yeah. You, you had to hold down a button because it was the actually like order up. And it <laughs> no, no. They would chime in over your set. It was either that or the little speaker that announced like, you know, uh, you know, uh, fried clam bellies and, uh, you know, like, like order two and, uh, it's a Jones, you know, whatever it was, yeah. it was either, it was either a last name or the number mm -hmm. or people would forget sometimes and they'd be like two Cokes and a chicken finger. <laughs> and you'd be like, all right, I, you just had to like, you know, realize that once that thing started to talk, the little squawk box, you would just have to wait. Yeah. Yep. And it fucks. Like, uh, and then the car crashed you know, <laughs> like afterwards you'd be like staggering your jokes or whatever yeah, yeah. So i said to the guy i wasn't on because to me it was just a fucking hilarious shit show yeah i i think it's worse casino audiences are the worst because uh, uh, like at, at the, the clam shack at least people are like happy to eat yeah right. but with a casino audience oftentimes when it's like you know uh, a small place and nobody knows there's going to be comedy. These are usually comp tickets 
to the, the ambush have, comedy. Yes. Yep. And and the comp tickets are given to those that have lost their entire <laughs> livelihood in the next room, and their faces are just it's yeah. just worn right in the front That's row. Right. Like, what am I gonna say mm. about like J.C. Penny that right. is gonna make them laugh? <laughs> Uh, I once did a show at a casino in um, Minnesota, in Duluth, with Mary Mack, a uh, mutual, uh, wonderful, amazing, hilarious uh, comedian. Yeah. And um, if anybody listening doesn't know her, she is the sweetest, um, ha is a tiny, uh, very kind, very, I don't want to be on her bad side. I don't want to sell course. But uh, just a sweet uh, tone of her voice is a bit soft, and she's just like she's, but she's so funny and so great. She's kind I, of like a like a little a little quiet. She's very, yeah. very uh, soft spoken. So yeah, yeah. Um, but, but but big in personality, right? Razor wit, uh, but yeah. just physical and uh, by all outward appearances, <laughs> kind of soft spoken. Right. We did a show at a casino in uh, near Duluth the same weekend the Hell's Angels were having a okay. uh, thing there. Like the club was full of Hell's Angels <laughs> and it was whoa, <laughs> me and uh, Mary Mack. And the, and the guy that ran that room was a little guy, what is his name? I can see his face. He had a curly gray, mul gray mullet and he had the, the casino would um, dry clean his white suit coat and he'd always try to I kiss you as guy. he brought you on stage. Oh, uh, oh God, no, he was that. so, no, I mean, I, I was, I just pushed him away, but I can see where it would really be awful. Yes. I did a lot of bartending, so I was like, oh, I know how to deal with, I know how to deal mm -hmm. with this kind of cockroach. Doesn't make it right, but right. I was like, get out of here. But, oh man, and yeah, that gig was just the motorcycles everywhere and Mary Mac and I walking up for the comedy show. <laughs> it was good though. I remember the show being pretty good, but she did have a song about gang like motors okay some like gang. she had this it was years ago she had a song about gang it was hey there gang banger something gang was in the song she's saying yeah. and they do not like that there were a couple <laughs> guys that had because they were like we're not a gang we're a club it's a motorcycle club yeah. and sure. uh but then there were a couple guys that like came up to her afterwards and were like i'm a fan of yours i listened to you on bob and tom and they were fans of hers so uh comedy <laughs> can reach everyone is yeah, what i need the protection <laughs> the angels are here for you man. yeah 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 casino gigs at least that one had walls the show was in a we didn't have to compete with a slot machine or oh. bingo oh. um well amber preston thank you so much for joining us um, thank you guys for having me it was you fun have to... an album that is uh yeah. available for purchase currently it is came out on it right right as pandemic uh lockdown april 17th it came out so that was a fun <laughs> time to hey promote that and is it it's sparkly pants that, sparkly right? parts sparkly, sparkly parts. parts sparkly parts, parts. yep out on stand-up okay. records available and all the things great well then yeah seek that out uh very funny amber preston thank you for joining us uh we're so happy to have you thank you guys so nice to see you i just want to hug you <laughs>